0: Hello, dear listeners. Welcome to Psychiatria, the show where we explore true healing and everything that might mean. I'm Danny, your host, guide, and fellow human on this journey. And in this episode, I talk with Dr. Jennifer Giordano. She is one of our psychiatrists at Free Range Psychiatry, and we talk about her personal journey listening to the callings of life and the many forms those take her own experiences with the pain of anxiety and discovery of truth led her towards psychiatry and eventually holistic psychiatry and they've left her with a valuable insight that absolutely shines in this conversation so i'm excited for you to hear this and without further ado let's get started Welcome, Jen, to the podcast. I'm super excited to have you here.
1: Thank you, Danny. I am delighted to be here. Thank (laughs) you.
0: Yeah. So why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself a little bit to the listeners? Uh, My name is Jennifer
1: Giordano, and I am an osteopathic physician and psychiatrist here with Free Range Psychiatry. Um, And uh, yeah, I'm delighted to be with you all here today. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Wonderful. So I know from our previous conversations and just kind of getting to know you through working together over the last, geez, like six months or something like that, um, I feel like it's maybe even longer than that. Uh, We're like I, I know... yeah. Wow. Has it been that long? Oh my goodness. Time flies. Time flies. Mm-hmm. So I know that Holistic practices in various forms have been a big part of your life over the years. And uh, sort of throughout this episode, I would just love to highlight those and talk about how they have shaped your experiences, um, how they led you into what you are doing today, you know, into holistic psychiatry. Um, So, yeah, let's uh, let's go back to the beginning and what. What did or did not those things look like early on in your life?
1: Mm, So, yeah, I think that my journey to holistic psychiatry has been a very um, intimate one in that I think it's a a big reflection of my own journey and my own um, efforts and focus on my own well-being which started for me. um, Yeah. Pretty early. (laughs) I can remember. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When I was 12 years old, (laughs) was it 12? I think it might've been 12 years old. Whenever the Disney channel started um, they had this thing called Size, and it was this little exercise class that like uh, led by the mousketeers in the morning at like six 30 in the morning. And it was at that age I had started, I was like a little bit pudgy, and so I started to notice that and I wanted to do something for myself. So like get in better shape, I guess, or just, you know, help myself not be pudgy. Sure. And so, yeah. and so I started doing this size thing. I remember my mom, like, just like being just like, what in the world are you doing? This, you know, 12 year old kid getting up at six o'clock to do malstercise, but that was me. <laughs> yeah. And, um, Yeah, then I also at that time even started to kind of look at the food I was eating and um, trying to be healthy and started to explore that part of my life um, from, yeah, so pretty early age. And then as I got older, I think I started to look more into probably things related to mental health and, and kind of going through my own journey of experiencing anxiety and kind of the places that that led me to, which Mm -hmm. at first really was, you know, like um, probably in my late teens and early twenties meant that I like gobbled up as much of the self-help section at Barnes and Noble bookstore as I could. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then, yeah, then again, it was just also, I think probably my, probably my interest in exploring more of human potential um, spirituality became a big part of my journey I think mm-hmm. all of these things that I explored having to do with well-being kind of add up to why I enjoy you know, approaching health and mental health from a holistic perspective just because it re- mm-hmm. it's a reflection of my own life it's a reflection of my own experiences and values I guess so yeah, it only yeah. makes sense that I'd want to be you know speak to patients, what's you know to tell them okay you know about things that have also worked for me or seem to make sense when it comes to the health and wellness equation for people
0: Mm -hmm. absolutely so when you were when you were young and you were starting to explore while you were doing master size which I just I love I love the image of like little Jen waking (laughs) up in the morning and like (laughs) dancing around in the living room (laughs) <laughs> while your um yeah, while well, your mom was like, hmm. Interesting. <laughs> um oh. and with the food stuff and whatnot, like were you pretty much figuring all this out on your own, or were there outside influences that I guess like that kind of guided that?
1: A lot of it was on my own. I was mm-hmm. pretty self-motivated or self-directed. I think probably mm-hmm. from a pretty early age i really loved the character on family ties played by um michael j fox uh, was it alex keaton i think who was kind of like a nerd and like too ambitious for his own good um uh, yeah. he was like i used to watch that show and kind of like <laughs> idolize it <him. laughs> um but so i was kind of that personality type um mm-hmm. and then i would say it was around I think seventh grade, I was probably like 14, 13 or 14. And my dad was listening to some tapes by this motivational speaker. It was like a seven cassette, like tape cassette, you know, back in the stone ages when we listened to Mm -hmm. music on things on tape. Um, He was like a (laughs) cassette.
0: Exactly. I know what a cassette is. (laughs) Okay. Thank God.
1: Um, (laughs) Seven cassette set of motivational speaking this guy's name was mike wicket and i remember hearing it in the car my dad was playing it like in the tape deck i remember hearing it and it just kind of struck me and i was interested in it and we listened to it together and then i said do you mind if i listen is it okay can i listen to the set and i did Mm -hmm. i listened to this whole set of tapes when i was like whatever 13 or 14 and it was all about like motivation you know like pursuing your passion um Mm -hmm you know realizing your potential and all that stuff and so and my mom also gave me this book called go for it just kind of in like it was like the the teen version of that same thing sure so somewhere in me was the interest in exploring what is it to be a human being what is it about our potential I did really like health and well-being probably at certain points almost to a little bit probably obsessive point where it was like okay maybe I can chill on some of that stuff sure, um yeah. but it I just was a, a natural...
0: gotten to that point where you get so into stuff and you get so excited about it and then it sort of becomes your life and you're like whoa there's yeah. more <laughs> yeah no need to oh, yeah. obsess yeah mm-hmm. mm-hmm there's a balance for sure yeah oh that's cool yeah I love um I love all of that do you remember anything like particular from those early self-help books you read or the tapes um, or just other things, you know, maybe it was like reflecting conversations with your dad or something like that, that like, like tidbits that stuck with you.
1: Mm. I think it all stuck with me in some Mm. way or shape or form. I think it's all Mm -hmm. like a part of me. Somewhere in there. Um, there's certain things I remember, like my dad saying, like, you can do it if you try, <laughs> which was mm-hmm. like at the time, I think that was what the Marine Corps people said. <laughs> I mean, you can do it <laughs> if you try. But yeah. my dad was definitely kind of I remember him imparting the message of like you can do it, any anything's possible. He bought me this book, I remember one time, but this was later in my life, and it was it's a small little book um maybe like 20 pages but the on the cover it says anything is possible. Mm-hmm. So he was kind of one that I think was influencing me probably without me being super conscious of it but this whole exploration of what mm-hmm. it is to be a human being and I think my mom also very much so in the like she always encouraged me to question Like not just take, Hmm. um, not just take you know the authorities' answer or the view on on things, but to really question. um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I think that was definitely an influence on me as well. So
0: yeah, and what a um, like what an incredible gift I think for a parent to give a child is that like ability and the encouragement to to ask questions and, and to question things and authority. And I think there are so many people out there who got the opposite message of that, you know, of just like, accept what you're told and uh, that's it. That's the end of the story. Um, so, yeah, I think that's super cool. Yeah. Yeah. They definitely gave me some
1: space and freedom and independence. I think that was something very much so. And, I think just an atmosphere and ambiance of yeah, love and acceptance, you know, and maybe <laughs> I'm sure i am in my adventures over the years maybe they yeah. maybe they think hmm, maybe we should
0: <laughs> but um maybe we need to rein her in a little bit. <laughs> yeah,
1: maybe we should have rein that one in, but um but yeah, truly the freedom to explore and and be myself, and mm-hmm. um, very, very much supported. Yeah,
0: that. yeah. Hmm. So let's talk a little bit about how this sort of flowed into psychiatry and that path for you. Mm, so yeah.
1: So I knew. So I went to engineering school as an undergrad, and about halfway through, I was pretty clear that was not for me. Yeah, that's right. I just didn't quite fit in with that. I knew I, engineering is a great field, it helps people, but I think I wanted to be much more of the hands on, face to face, really being there for other people. So mm-hmm. um, then I started considering like pre med, or I considered all kinds of things, you know, PhD in psychology or um, social work. And then just kind of by different conversations with different people in my life. And my uncle was a physician and his Mm. wife, who is also involved in, um, she's involved in the World Health Organization. And so Mm. I spent one night, I stayed up very late with them one night. We were talking and talking and talking. And then by the next morning, I had decided, okay, I'm going to medical school.
0: Wow. (laughs) What a night.
1: (laughs) yeah yeah I was in France actually visiting them which was like an amazing oh my gosh trip and I was just I just graduated from college and I went there and they're amazing or they lived there yeah they worked for the UN and so they lived so the UN they worked in Geneva in Switzerland Mm -hmm. but they lived just inside of France and yep they are just wonderful incredible people and um yeah, it made sense, I think, in terms of like my capability academically, I guess. Um, hmm. Just like science part, you know, like that stuff. It, you know, there was that aspect of it. Mm-hmm.
0: I sort of felt like, okay, here I have this, this passion for helping people. And also my brain can think a little bit like an engineer. So I guess doctor school makes sense. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was very
1: much a sensical, yeah, thing. Yeah, um, and then so then yeah, I went to med school. I considered family practice for a while because um, mm-hmm. you see, you get to know people so well, and there's a certain yeah. I think probably maybe closeness with patients just because you know they see you repeatedly and over a course of years and but then I kind of realized I wasn't super interested in treating like high blood pressure and diabetes Mm. and a lot of that stuff and it Mm -hmm. what I saw too during some of my rotations was that there would be people in the hospital whose bodies were really broken or paralyzed or but somebody could still be super happy and bright, even with their body mm. failing them. But if someone's mind was failing them in terms of like depression or anxiety, that was the worst kind of suffering I had seen. Mm. So I think then it was like, it just kind of, I wanted to go more to the, the heart
0: of that matter. I think Yeah. People. I think that's a really powerful sentiment. I mean, people talk about the, the power of the mind, you know, and usually it's in. And sort of, um, you can, like, think your way out of it. Just think positive thoughts. And, like, you'll, you know, and, like, okay, yes, that does, right? The power of manifestation and, and all that is, is real. Um, but we don't talk about the flip side of that very often. How, you know, when um, the power of your mind is going against you, um, against your well-being, it can really bring all of you down. You know, you, you don't have, um, well, most of us don't have the resources to override that, right? Because it's like our brain that usually would do the overriding. If, you're, if your leg's broken, you can think, okay, I still have one other leg. Like, I will learn to, like, my leg will be fine and I will walk normally again and whatnot. But if um you're using your brain to do that. So if you're, <laughs> if your brain is unwell, you have nothing to... Tell you that you're gonna be okay. You know that it's gonna pass, or something out there will help. Yeah, I not really, I hadn't really made that connection before.
1: Oh yeah, that's yeah, absolutely. And I think that our mind ends up causing us so much suffering. Mm-hmm. It's the thing that gets us into the trouble. And then you know how to come out of that. How to come out of that um, mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. it takes something. It's an endeavor, and it's definitely something I tell people. You know, when they come to Free Range, because Free Range is a little different than traditional psychiatry. Traditional psychiatry, a lot
0: different.
1: Yeah, people come, and medication is prescribed and that's it you know symptoms which address symptoms to an extent and mm-hmm. so when they by the, by the time they kind of come to us at free range they have an understanding of they want to look at things a little more broadly mm-hmm. and so i kind of tell people right up front like this is it's a uh, it's an you know it's um it's a journey you know to well being it's um i would love it if there was a magic pill or a magic (laughs) something a magic supplement or but my experience of it is and just in my own life is it's definitely a journey and it's a meaningful one and it's one that I feel like like we're called to life is calling us to experience or like you know like we had talked about before in previous conversation about I think was thinking anxiety is a calling
0: um, yeah it is I feel- um, mm-hmm. mm-hmm yeah I, the thing that came up sort of around this in in previous conversations is you know anxiety is a calling, but life itself is always calling, and yeah yeah i had that that quote has stuck in my brain that life is always calling, and I think everyone can hear it, you know, you said that, and um I just love that and if you had to to piece that out a little bit to explain sort of what that means or what that might look like what would you say i
1: would say um life wants our attention mm-hmm. and this is all my this is just my take on things um mm-hmm. life wants our attention the life within us wants attention yourself wants your attention if we at a certain point in our lives it seems like it's going to Give us a call that we can't refuse, as in maybe in various ways, we go through different circumstances or situations where maybe we might end up turning inward to look within ourselves more deeply at ourselves within ourselves. But at a certain point, when you go through mental health struggles, um, it's kind of like a stop, it's kind of like the stop in the road. Like it's not going to let you just keep wandering, go, you know, keep going through life and just kind of, you know going through things and going through the routine it's mm-hmm. kind of stops you in your tracks you know yeah. you know i mean depression anxiety these things end up not letting you escape because it makes you have to take a kind of like stop and slow down and take a look what's going on what's happening what's going on with me? and paying attention to that and giving that your attention to some time and it's it's humbling and it's um I think through that I've just seen so many people discover so many beautiful things about themselves Mm -hmm. about life about the truth of whatever's life is expressing through them who they are what they truly love um yeah
0: yeah. I mean, I can say that's been true in my experience. It's so um ironic, may not be the right word, but right like these these feelings, these emotions, these sensations of of really strong anxiety, depression, you know, whatever you want to call it, whatever it feels like to you are um overtaking per se and it's sort of like it like you say like it doesn't give you another choice, right? You have to be there you have to be in it and with it and like you can try to fight it but it's probably not going to work out for you um you know as they say the only way out is through and um that is very true of these things you know as you were saying um but once you can sort of slow down and uh sit with it and have a little bit of acceptance for what's going on yeah that's when you start to see like oh I'm learning things um Hmm. there's stuff shifting and things changing and uh, perhaps that's for the better but like god I mean we've just boiled down a (laughs) very intense um you know large large life experience um to like a couple minutes so I don't I don't want to under, undermine it at all but yeah yeah
1: yeah but I I think I think um it's about exploration life is about mm-hmm. exploration I mean I think we all have that natural inclination as human beings we love exploring we love learning and growing I think naturally and that I think life is inspiring us or prompting us or poking us Mm to you know uh, to take advantage of that opportunity that we have as human beings to introspect to reflect to become more and more subtle or uh, perceptive or you know, kind of finding our way to truth um, and freedom mm. in various ways and to varying degrees throughout our lives. And I think we all—I think all human beings—I think all beings want to be free. I think we all want to be free. We all want to be happy, be at peace. And I think the journey, the the discovery of that, or if you want to call it a journey, I'm not sure if that's the right word, but, um, yeah, there's things that inspire us. And sometimes those things that inspire us, at least for me, it was, it was pain. I, I suffered a lot with mm-hmm. anxiety and had panic attacks and those, that was what really, really made me look a lot deeper into, myself what it is to be a human being what does it mean to feel well what does it mean to be happy healthy Mm -hmm. um what does it mean to be myself what does it mean to be at ease
0: can you talk a little bit more about how you made that connection between what you were feeling and the pain of anxiety um and then what you what you learned right that's like the the hardest bridge to cross do you remember how how you made that connection um I don't think I actually
1: made the connection I think it's more like in retrospect I can see it hmm. but it was like all just happening it was all and I was muddling <laughs> my way through
0: yeah, every aspect
1: yeah. of it like from um I mean from just kind of being an anxious nervous child would be freaked out when my parents would drive to neighborhoods I didn't recognize like do you know you way home like is it like are we going to be okay to having my first panic attack during uh you know chemistry class in Mm. a thousand person lecture hall in the university and having to leave in the middle of class and ending up in the emergency room a few weeks later and um, to to all kinds of things I tried to find the solution, traditional Western medicines and all kinds of non-traditional stuff, supplements, herbs, acupuncture, energy healing, psychotherapy, mm-hmm. um everything under the sun, I think, to try mm-hmm. to find the way through. And then mm-hmm. I got into some um amazing and beautiful yoga practices. Um some yeah and that somehow along the way all of that put together plus looking at you know I've I've done every kind of way of eating under the sun from Atkins like where you eat like bacon and chicken and meat all day long <laughs> to um you know raw vegan or juice cleanses you know mm-hmm. I've and then somewhere along that journey something and it still continues but something something clicked or gave way or and also what really drove it to was a significant fear of dying huge mm. fear of death huge from a pretty young age like why a 20 something year old person would be terror you know feeling terror over dying was um a part of that and so again it was just Uh exploration yeah and then yeah wow yeah that's quite a
0: journey quite a life Yeah.
1: yeah I think
0: um to tie this back into what you said at the beginning and how you landed in holistic psychiatry I think it's sort of you can kind of piece the piece the pieces together piece the bits together of your story and see how um yeah I'll let you tell it I'll let you tell it how how those things funneled you into holistic psychiatry um yeah I guess just I
1: I, in during med school I think I was part of the integrative medicine club Mm. and then when I was going through psychiatry residency I was like I can't wait to graduate so I can do this from a little different perspective.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, To really do something more of a holistic approach. And then, um, and I didn't really know, especially at that time, it wasn't, I think, so developed as it's starting to develop now. And Mm -hmm. then, yeah, randomly finding Free Range last year was just completely random Google search But yeah, that's, I I just, yeah, I think kind of my, my journey of healing is just so much. um, It's just, it's like through a holistic approach. Mm -hmm. um, Yeah, it just makes a lot of sense to me, I guess. It's just super fun to be able to do something that I feel is so aligned with my natural life experiences
0: and perspective. Mm -hmm.
1: Super Mm -hmm. gratifying. Mm
0: -hmm. yeah yeah i can imagine i can imagine and something that well hopefully or what they say something that actually helps people and something that actually works so yeah i'm I'm curious now that you've been in it for a little bit and i mean i've had experiences before free range but also have been with free range for a little while now um what your experience has been like Practicing these things in a more—I don't know if "official" is the right word, but yeah you are practicing them in your your um, medical practice.
1: Mm. I think, and I—I I guess feel and hope that this way of approaching it is the wave of the future. Mm. I really, really hope that we will start to approach mental health from the perspective of holistic and as natural as possible healing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, yeah, I mean, medicines are definitely there as a tool and they're still, they, they have their place, you know, um, Mm -hmm. but I think kind of this, this broader perspective and approach toward healing that people are looking for. I mean, people want to be healthy and well, as naturally as possible. And, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think and hope that it'll be looked at more and more and it'll become more and more normal <laughs> to yeah. look at mental health as something that we can do things for preventatively, that we can do things that we can take a proactive um, you know, role in our own mental health. Mm -hmm. with the support of each other. That's the thing though, too, is it's super helpful to have a support and guide. So a partner while you're going through it. And I think that's what we have the incredible privilege of being is in partnership with people rather than it being Mm -hmm. a dictatorship. For sure. It's not like here, do this. And if you don't do this, you're a bad patient. It's not like that Mm -hmm. at all. It is very much, we are partners in this. I'm here to support you. This is your journey. I you know can provide you with as much you know understanding as I have, and mm-hmm. but primarily, I think a big part of it is like we're there together. person is going through what they're going through and just the support and the, yeah
0: yeah, yeah I, I think that is a really a really large significant piece of it, as well as the having somebody to do it with you. I think there are. A lot of people out there who have found these things you know decided to lead a a more holistic life on their own and perhaps they have some support of friends maybe family maybe there's groups or yoga studios or things that they're a part of Um, but to have that kind of support from some sort of professional like let alone a psychiatrist is incredibly rare and even more valuable. Uh, yeah. Jen, Jen just shrugs and says like, uh, uh, it's just I don't me. know. Is I hope so?
1: Is it? I don't know. Yeah. I mostly don't know,
0: but it's, yeah,
1: it's, um, I think that as human beings, I think one of the best things that we have to offer each other is our presence. Mm-hmm. Much more so even than what we know as in like what our knowledge that we have. I think the most what I feel most I guess privileged by in terms of being in this role is Mm -hmm. the to be able to be present with people as they're going through their life. And in some for many people it's some of the hardest things that they've ever gone through. And it's pretty it's pretty amazing to be let into someone else's life at that time. And um, yeah, it's really, it's just a really cool thing. And to see people want to be empowered. They want their Mm. own empowerment. They want to be healthy and well, and they want to be a part of that, not just a passive um, bystander role, Mm. but they really want to be participating in their own Health and well-being, and that's super. I just love that. I love when people become free, empowered,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and mm-hmm. ultimately when then when they don't need us anymore. It's like, yay, awesome. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Okay. I um, gosh, there was a so side note for the listeners. Uh, at some point in the future, I will be talking about my deep passion for feet and barefoot. <laughs> living and uh, not wearing traditional shoes and blah 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 but I saw an Instagram post once um, by one of the barefoot people that I follow and it said judge your podiatrist by how quickly they try to get you like basically get you off of insoles so like how quickly they try to get you to not need them anymore and uh, I immediately sent it to our free range group and I was like this like this is you guys, but with psych meds and with psychiatry, um, you know, judge your psychiatrist, value your psychiatrist based on how quickly they try to get you independent of them, um, and not to to push you away or to rush things along, but in a very supportive, empowering. I love that word, uh, kind of way that says like, yeah, like you are capable, you are able to do this on your own. We're here. And that is always true. But, yeah, to have the patient, the person, the human be the captain of their own ship, I think is, yeah, is so cool. It's so cool.
1: Very much yes, captain. <laughs> oh, captain, my captain. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Very much yes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, So um, over this conversation, we've touched several times on the different practices that have shown up in your life, you know, different holistic practices and things that fall under holistics like psychiatry and the like, you know, whether it's exercise of different forms, um, yoga and uh, nutrition supplements, focusing on that. I guess I want to talk a bit more about those things, and I'm not entirely sure how or in what way. So, tell me how you see all of those things. I guess like fitting into your life now. You know, like they've they've been with you in different forms through the years. Um. So how like how did they look now? Um, how have they? how have they changed how have they grown um yeah yeah yeah
1: I think at a at a time at a certain time it was like a fitting these into my life and now Mm -hmm. I think it's become more of it's just the way I live Mm -hmm. um like becoming vegetarian 12 years ago Mm -hmm. um which you know in which at that time became a you know it was a conscious choice and it did it felt like yeah like I was making a change and fitting something a new routine or something um now it's just what I do hmm. <laughs> um similarly like yoga meditation um yeah exercise
0: you do have a, a fairly strong. um spiritual meditative practice yeah
1: yeah yeah I've always been interested in I mean also part of my fundamental passions in life was human consciousness Mm. which is a weird passion to have um Mm,
0: but not at all I took a (laughs) class in college called the philosophy of mind which is basically uh, about that and it was like the wildest class i ever was <laughs> <It's> just <laughs> I mean, that's like out of all the philosophy classes to take it was super super cool mm. um so i understand how that can be a passion no nah, i don't think that's weird at all
1: yeah yeah i was i was super curious about what is this consciousness thing and what is what is really going on here as in what is existent you know i had all of those you know existential kind of mm-hmm. questions and as much as i was interested in, interested in it from a scientific point of view it kept also pointing me toward or pulling me to the spiritual uh, you know part of whatever the spirituality it started was pulling me to that as well. Mm-hmm. And I think those two converge at a certain point. I mean, or or I think science is trying to catch up to what I think a lot of mm-hmm. understanding is already there and wisdom is already there yeah. in the yeah. ancient spiritual um traditions or lineages or whatever you want to call that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I think things that I used to fit in now just are <laughs> mm-hmm. and some things have dropped off too i mean i was vegan hardcore vegan for like a year and yeah that kind of you know mm-hmm. going through various phases or things but i think the well i think the aspect of well-being has stayed true and consistent since i was a kid i think the this human consciousness spirituality has always been a passion yeah human well-being's been there for and then it's just taken many forms over the years and many different explorations over the years
0: right yeah Well, that's you know when you say well-being that's um an incredibly broad umbrella and can look a lot of different ways um so yeah of course of course that has has fit into your life in varying ways over the years yeah yeah so when you look back on your life and all of the things you've done so far, and all of the things you've learned and experienced, and you know your journey in psychiatry and now to holistic psychiatry, um, what is your overarching takeaway from living with this kind of perspective?
1: Mm. It never ends. <laughs> <laughs> the the learning (laughs) the growing or the is that the right word the discovery the discovery never ends Mm -hmm. there's no end to it it's and being alive as a human being is one of the most immense privileges is that the right word gifts maybe how about gifts one of the most immense gifts Something could be given, and I am endlessly
0: grateful. Hmm. That's so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I could keep this conversation going, but I think that was just like such a lovely note to wrap this up on. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. I both of us are just kind of like smiling and uh, <laughs> right now. <laughs> yeah, you're such
1: a um, natural. I, it's just it's the, the atmosphere ambiance that gets created by you um uh, hmm. in these in these conversations is rare and unique and uh, really beautiful to be a part of it so whatever you're yeah. hearing anything that if, is you've been the opening and space for these things to come so For that I thank you very much wow
0: thanks Jen that means a lot that means a lot I um you know that far exceeds any hopes or dreams I would have for this podcast um to be that kind of have that kind of energy for this thing um is uh, so incredible um yeah, I mean I I feel grateful to to have apparently the ability to do that. <laughs> um but anyway, I have so much gratitude for you and uh, for this conversation and uh, all of the things that we've talked about and the things that I've learned from you and I really look forward to having you on again and to future conversations about Truth and life and human consciousness. <laughs>
1: yeah. Awesome. All right. Psychiatria. Here we go.
0: <laughs> Here we go. All right. Thanks, Jen.
1: Uh so much my pleasure.
0: So I wanted to take a second to let you know that this is actually the second time Jen and I recorded this conversation. Podcasting is certainly an art that takes practice, and well, I needed a second try at this one. But I wanted to mention something from our original conversation. I had asked Jen if there were any words of wisdom she wanted to leave the listeners with, and her response was simply that she no longer finds herself wise at all and especially after having listened to this conversation i think this says so much about her and the endurance of her humble curious spirit she is truly a student of life and i've always admired that about her so thank you so much for tuning in dear listeners you can find information on the topics we spoke about in the show notes, and if you like what you heard, you can follow us on your podcatcher of choice and leave us a review. You can also find us on Instagram at, at @psychiatryapodcast, and if you want to learn more about Free Range Psychiatry or read our super fun blogs, I write one to go with every episode, you can head to freerangepsych.org. All right, dear listeners, I wish you all the best and I'll catch you next time.